0: Yeah, definitely,
1: Slim, you need somebody to look up to for who working hard and that shit paying off and they stand down, bang, you know, yeah. keep your faith, whatever, whatever, definitely look to it, Slim, so, yeah, never give up on yourself, bro. a lot of us, yeah. you look up to you from a distance or up close, you know, for our own inspirations and, and keep us motivated, so, yeah. Welcome to the Dreams By Any Means Motivation Station. My name is Ed Doxon. I am your host, and I want to first and foremost thank you for tuning in to the first episode of my podcast. I'm going to use this platform to highlight individuals in my life that have had an impact on me, that have had an impact on people around me, and more importantly, that have had an impact on society. Today is the first episode, Welcome Home, featuring Reese Williams, better known as Reese. Reese, what's going on, bro? Hey,
0: what's going on, man? How you feeling?
1: Man, I'm good, bro, man. Always good to hear your voice. Um, first and foremost, I want to welcome you to the show, and I want to thank you for being the first guest on the show, but I also want to thank you for giving me the idea of actually starting the show. Um, I know we talked about, you know, conducting an interview um, in regards to some things that we want to cover today, and, you know, that kind of sparked in me the idea of really not only highlight you but highlight you as well as other people in my life that have been influential and really have a story that represents what it means to accomplish your dreams by any means necessary so welcome to the show
0: thanks man no problem man no problem i i say inspiration your motivation
1: motivate me as well man all the time appreciate, man. appreciate that bro yeah so you know um i'll let you uh you know I, well, I'll start off, you know, kind of introducing you, but I'll let you take the floor after and um, kind of share your story briefly, um, mm-hmm. telling the people, you know, some things about yourself. Uh, for those that are listening, Reese and I met in college at Delaware State University, um, built a friendship there, and that friendship grew from Delaware State University to, you know, what we always heard and what we're living in now, quote-unquote, the real world. And, um, you know, through the good, through the bad and the ugly, we've been beside each other. Um, we've had some exactly. good, times. Yeah, good times, bad times, but more importantly, we've Been able to learn from each other, so um, I'll let you take it from here. Just you know, introducing um, yourself, telling people you know where you're from, um, what you currently have going on, and whatever else you would like to share. And um, we'll jump into the uh episode. All
0: right, well, my name Reese. You know, I was my name Reese. I was I'm from West Philly, West Philadelphia, you know, and I went to college in Dell State. You know, I went while I went to, was in college, you know, as you know, Ed, Ed you know, he said, you know, we we met in college beforehand, before, before college, you know, I was, um, you know, pretty much in the streets and every, everything, you know, I grew up with, I grew up with a, a, a loving mom, you know, a good mom, my mom, she, she took care of four, she took care of four of us without, by herself, you know, but, you know, no different, you know, and no, you know, father around certain things, you, you make certain decisions in your life, you know, whereas, though, make the wrong turns but I, I guess I was the type of person where as though people would tell me things but it, well, this is what I'm learning now and I'm actually like you know as, as I get older what I'm learning now people would tell me things and I would just have to which I don't recommend other people I, I recommend if you if you if people tell you will tell you stuff experience is the best teacher you know and people should you know listen but
1: well, that ended, that
0: ended me up, you know, I ended up, you know, being in the streets, selling drugs, you know, doing all type of stuff like that, you know. And I got, I got, I never been locked up before, never been in no type of trouble. I just was a, I just was a hustler, basically. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I got incarcerated and I, um, my first time I got locked up, I got locked up by the feds. I got, I got sent to um, FBI, came and ran to my mom's house. While well, I was in college, it was crazy. I was about to take my finals. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did not even remember that,
1: right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, re- I remember the story like
0: yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I was scared as hell, but I ain't know I ain't know what was going, on. but I knew, I knew, I knew what I was doing. Probably would you know, I was what I was doing. Probably would, I, you know. Ended up probably where, ended up in jail, but I didn't know what I was doing to the extent, like, damn, FBI or the feds coming and giving me, like, what the fuck, right? right. I, you know, I'm in college. I'm They ain't even know my name. I ain't my right. college boy. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know nothing. So, um, I just, you know, so, right, uh, right. I got incarcerated, you know, and then I had to turn myself in, and then that's when I started my bed, basically.
1: Yeah. And I started doing time, so. Yeah, and, um, you know, it's something that you said that stuck out, you know, to me as far as, like, you know, you're saying not having your dad around and, you know, growing up in West Philly is similar to a Baltimore or D.C. in a city where, you know, as young black men, you know, if we don't have that guidance, we got to go out and on our own and sometimes we make mistakes. But, you know, something that's different from, you know, I think about my friends that grew up in my neighborhood and a typical story is, you know, a lot of people that get into the life of, you know, maybe selling drugs, just into the street life, they usually don't go away to college not saying that no one that you know sell drugs doesn't go to college but you know when we grow when we were growing up we hear college sometimes as being that escape route or you know go to college and get a job yeah. go to college how you get money so um i wanted to ask you know what 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 impact do you think you know college had on you as far as you going away and you know um you know far as like uh still making those decisions of being in the streets because i, I guess i say you know um how, before you went to college, you know, uh, how long were you been in the streets prior to getting to Dell State? Oh, so basically you're saying, like, what prompted me to go to college?
0: You want to be honest? What prompted me to go to college? For real?
1: Yeah.
0: I'll <laughs> be real. Right, listen. Well, I took a, like, a honestly, this is not even no exaggeration. I, I probably took a loss of, like, $63,000. I was a young boy. Mm-hmm. $63,000. And I went, to, I sent off for some, you know, you know, no, this is raw, basically. You know, we're yeah. on a podcast. So I, I sent off with some, some, some bud, basically. And I got, I, I took an L for like 63, close to 70,000, basically. I know it's like 63. I remember that. So, make a long story short, I just was on the tip like, man, I don't want to sit around. I, don't, I, I mean, I, I just was, I graduated high school. I was like dibbling, dabbling, in community college, honestly. But I ain't want to sit around like you know I'm a, I didn't want to sit around because I would have probably been somebody' problem honestly yeah you know it, you know even like lurking on niggas robbing something. I'm like you know what I'm I'm smart I'm not no dumb nigga. so like I'm gonna go to college basically and just figure this shit out and, and and see if I can you know go to college and still do my thing basically and just figure it out right and that's what I did honestly I actually only reason why honestly I I, I I don't really I, I I'm keeping it honest, I don't really like school, but I, I know I'm smart. I'm not dumb. I'm yeah. not dumb I, You know, I can really I am I can I know how to I know I know school basically. But really I went to college because I took a L for honestly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the real story. Yeah. But it probably
0: was the best decision I probably did in my life because it 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 changed me it changed my mindset, you know. That was Dell State was the only college I ever applied to, besides community college.
1: Oh wow! Okay, I didn't know that. Nobody never knew that. Yeah, nobody knew that.
0: that's crazy, right? Yeah, I never knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't apply to the colleges or nothing. I never. I didn't. I just was on. A, I took an L. And yeah. Like man, I ain't gonna be nobody' problem. I'ma just, I'ma just go to college, man. I ain't trying to go to jail. But look, I ended up in jail.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, um, you know, I guess that makes me think, you know, so you say you were taking taking your final or about to take your final. You found out that the police ran into your mom's house. Next thing you know, you have a federal case and you've gone away to prison. So um, we can just, you know, segue right into the topic, what this uh, episode really is about, and it's talking about, you know, the impact of incarceration um, that it has on the mindset after prison. But, you know, before getting to that, um, you know, talk about your, your, your prison sentence. You know, tell us how many years that you served, um, you know what your charge was um some concerns that you had before you got to prison, some things that shocked you. I mean, let's really just dive deep into this and um tell people your story about your prison
0: sentence uh, well I got sentenced the um six and a half almost close to seven years, whatever and um but they only sentence your years. they sentence you months, okay so like and then uh um on top of that. I got charged with um, non, um intent to distribute nine hundred and thirty kilograms of marijuana, basically, nine hundred thirty kilograms of marijuana and um, possession of it, basically. Overthou- over. If, all right, so a- how do I first break everything down? Like right? a lot of people don't know and when they say kilograms, like nine thirty kilograms. I'm like, what the fuck is a kilogram? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, you it, if you break it down, a kilogram is worth is a thousand grams. So one pound is 456 grams so you got two two basically two panels and one kilogram so they charged me with 930 kilograms of marijuana wow oh, that was the um and they they tried me with some they they tried to get me with some money laundering charge too because i um i had got when we went to Cali i i used to turn i used to i used to go to i was Young, dumb, I ain't know, before I used to go, I used to go turn my money over at the casinos, and shit, try to turn money over at the casinos, and then I met somebody, like, you know, where, um, in the bank, I met some girl that used to work in, um, the bank, it was Wells Fargo, it was Wachovia at first, and, um, she used to, um, turn my money over in a business and the uh when I used to go to the commercial the business aisle she used to turn my money over basically to uh, just clean my money basically when you say that's money laundering when you clean your money when you turn your money over or if you run it through a business or whatever you just get fresh money. Basically like hundreds and fifties. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Yeah. But that's what happened. Um that was my charge and before I, before I went before I went in, I, I actually knew something was going to happen because of the situation. Like, it was like a whole like operation almost. Like, hey, and what happened was, um, I knew somebody that got caught. I heard one of my um my people, one of my co-defendants code called me and was like, "Yo, such and such was caught." Basically, this is when I was in college. Yeah, and I just knew, like, I I just was like, "Damn." The feds, like FBI, like like they they because they, they locked him up at work. <laughs> and He used to work for the um airlines. Okay. So and I just knew. I remember in college it was like around. It was like close to December or whatever. And I just knew. And I'm like, man. I'm like, shit, man. Like I I, I don't know. Like I I didn't know. I just knew something was gonna happen because like. I remember going to California with this nigga. Basically, my case stemmed from California. I was going back and forth to California getting my drugs, basically. Okay. So, like, and bringing them in on the plane. So fucking, um, fuck. So I just knew he was going to get like I just like damn fast guys, nigga. I just knew something was going to happen. I knew I was tired and some shit. Yeah. <laughs> this was my man. I was just, like, I was kind of shook, sure. and then fucking my co-defendant one who called me. My other one, that was my man too. He called me like yo they just grabbed such so a I'm like, damn. So I swear not, not like two days later, i never forget. My, and, and, and God forbid my, the crazy thing my mom had just was recovering from like a stroke or something. So my sister was like watching her and I was in college, I had an apartment out in college or whatever. And so what happened was I was in a, um, my phone was on a charger and I get all these phone calls, like like six in the morning, six in the morning. All these phone calls from my mom, and I wasn't answering. This was like two days later after I found out they like locked up my um, my home or whatever. So, like, uh, uh, what happened was what happened. So, so after the after I was getting after she was getting a call, she was, I was getting this call. So I woke up, I get a, a voicemail from, from my mom. My mom saying like, she like, what did you do? What did you do? It's the FBI is here, with their guns out and they and they checking my um, they got the house, and they basically you know checking the house and all this extra bullshit. And I'm like, damn, I, this is like, this is on a voicemail, and I hear that people in the background is like, get him on the phone, get him on the phone, and like, he know what he did. She, they they wouldn't tell her what I did. and They just kept saying he know what he did. He know what he did. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> I, man, I don't know what I did. I ain't going you. I'm like, what the fuck did I do? And I wasn't hustling at the time. So I'm like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> Shit. So um, I did know what the charge was, man. Then I was like, man, I wasn't going up there. I wasn't fucking turning myself in by myself. So I turned myself in with my lawyer. But when I turned myself in, luckily I had turned myself in because they was going to come to Dell State and lock me the fuck up. I probably wouldn't have never been able to go to Dell State or or go to college again because the FBI probably would pull me out. They said they were going to pull me out of class.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, rem- I remember that. You remember the night we was in the yards? Me, you, yes. Ron, Sadat. Like, it was a lot of people in there, man. And they was like, man, Reese about to go turn stuff in. You know, I remember Ron calling me. And, you know, Ron always gas or something. So I'm like, hey, bro, what Reese do? He like, nah, bro. He was like, it's serious, bro. I'm like. Like, hey, I'm like, it'd be cool, bro. He like, nah, bro. He was like FBI. I'm like, oh, it's over. <laughs>
0: I'm like, what the fuck? Hey, actually people don't know. That I actually got out early for real because, like, thanks to Obama, shout out to Obama. Yeah. He got me out early. I really got sentenced to fucking bam there fucking nine, eight years. I've put in the two points. I got sentenced to like 96 months or some shit like that. And I put in the two points, whatever, and I got granted the two points. For, for um, first time nonviolent drug offenders, mm-hmm. I had a nonviolent case, and that was the first time ever getting locked up. So shout out to Obama, I would have been still in jail probably. Yeah, I probably still would have been getting. I probably would have been just getting out. Wow! Wow! Probably, like, probably, I'm like just getting out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Damn, that's crazy. I would have been just getting out. Yeah. That's that's, that's,
1: that's
0: crazy, like, man. Shout out to Obama. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, man. So, so, you know, speaking on the sentence, man, you know, after turning yourself in with your lawyer and, you know, being in serving your time, you know, describe, you know, year one for us, you know, the same way as like, you know, you got to college year one, of course it's totally different from prison, but like anything, it's a new experience. And I know in prison, I mean, I've never been to prison, but from what I hear, you know, it's not a freshman year, you know, experience like at a Dell state campus. So, you know, tell us about that year one, you know, how was that, you know, uh, one thing that I'm big on, you know, even in um, this podcast and what I'm focusing on is just the power of networking and friendships. And I know in prison, it may not be the place where you're looking to meet buddy-buddy, but you're going to come across nah, friends and things like this. Nah, just talk you about year some, one.
0: Yeah, you meet some motherfuckers in the feds, man. People don't know that. That ain't them state shit where, it's like, violent crimes and all that shit. You meet, like, some crazy people, like, some some good dudes in the feds, like, relationships that okay. you probably... Because you, you trust them more than you trust these niggas on the street half the time. Because you, you got niggas that's close to you that told on you. And that's the main reason why niggas in the feds. You either, either somebody told on you or you got, or you want a case by yourself, basically. But most of the time, motherfuckers got told on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Feds. But, but my first year, yo, I'm going to tell people, I'm going to explain people what bugged me out, right? What fucked me up, yo. Yeah. And this was like where Rule of And this was after I got sentenced, whatever. Mind you, I think I'm going to, i mind you, I think I'm going to prison for 96 months. <clears throat> you get what I'm saying? So so like I, I I'm up there. When I'm um all right, so how the Feds work, where where is though? They put you in um they have you in like um you know you 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 I was down six a market basically, you know, six a market where you you pre where you where you first where you get where you get sentence and then they sh- where where you go to your, your jail basically. Mm-hmm. I got sent. That's when I went to I was school killed. That's you know, when came visit me. Yeah. yeah. First, um, that's where I got. That's where I, that's where I was supposed to serve my sentence. So what happened was that they, they put you in. They put you. They shackled you, man. It's fucking crazy, man. It bug me out, man. All right, they shackle you. You know, when you're you're from your wrist, and it's a long chain that's connected from your wrist all the way down to your ankles. You feel me? Wow. So you shaggle. This is what bugged me out. Yo, they take you down, they take you to a hub. Mind you, it's a bunch of inmates. We shaggled on the bus, right? They take you to like an air hub. Like an air hub where where you know where the um airplanes is at. Yeah. They take you to an air hub, or whatever. So bro. The bus I'm on got at least about 30 inmates on the bus, or so 20-something, probably 34, maybe more inmates than that. Yo, so, like, mind you, it's a one bus, bus next to that, a bus next to that, a bus next to that, bus next to that, bus next to that, full of inmates, bro. You feel me? And maybe, like, two things. Yeah. This, this is what bugged me out, bro. This was fucking me up. And we was waiting for a plane, a plane to come in. We was waiting for a plane to come in. To, with more inmates on her. Okay. This is at Harrisburg. I don't know where the fuck I was at in Harrisburg, but I know I was in Harrisburg because I read the signs. Yo, the only, they, they, the, the guards, there was U.S. Marshals that was transporting everybody. Bro, they was fucking white hillbillies with fucking thick mustaches with fucking machine guns and shotguns transporting black and Hispanic people, bro. The shit and all of us was fucking shackled from my wrists to our ankles. It was like mind boggling, bro. If you just would have seen the whole, if nobody would never, if if I don't know what people mindset is at, but like it was almost like a rude awakening. Like, yo, this shit is like modern day fucking slavery. But what they was doing, they was trading inmates to different fucking buses. That's what fucked me up. Jeez, yeah,
1: that's so crazy. like so
0: basically like so what he was doing like. They would call my name like William six 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 eight eight four six zero six six. I remember that shit like it was. That's my inmate number. Mm-hmm. That was the inmate. They'll call my name. and they'll they call out your your inmate number, and then you will fucking go to another bus. They just trade inmates to different buses, or you will go on the plane. It was like modern day slavery, bro. Like all of them were segregated, shag- but boy, black and Hispanic people. You got some white motherfuckers. You got white motherfuckers in the feds, but like majority of people was black and Hispanic, bro. Yeah. And and they was just and you got fucking hillbillies with fucking shotguns and fucking and 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 and,
1: and machine guns just trading
0: people off, bro. Like, it's like it's
1: what they say there, you know, modern day slavery, man. Yo,
0: know, I can like literally, I can literally like write probably write a book about my my whole sentence in, in the
1: fast from that from that time.
0: I should have actually mm-hmm. from like from 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 that time when I first went to my whole sentence, like, the people you meet in the prison, and all that, but what they sent me to was when they was trading me off, they, you know, trading people off, they sent me to, um, School Kill. <laughs> yeah, they keep turning TV
1: down a little bit, bro. I can okay, hear you.
0: Yeah, my bad. Yeah, they sent me to, um, School Kill or whatever, and when I was in School Kill, um, school, then when they sent me there the first, thing, my friend this one, I'll never, I'll never forget, I had a motherfucker, um, I, uh, my first, they they sent me to um I was my 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 cellmate my celly, that nigga his name his name was fucking Holiday. yeah that, that, nigga, that nigga was big as shit remember I told you about that nigga? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that
0: my fucking my celly. that nigga was big dark black motherfucking ball head <laughs> looking like Damon I'm like what the fuck nigga? why would they put me in a cell with this nigga <laughs> like yeah get on top basically but. But basically, what they do in the feds, yo, it's so it's so political. The shit not like the state, so like it's so political in the feds, man. You gotta uh, like Philly be with Philly, DC be with DC, New York be with New York. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's 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 politics like that. And I had to learn that, you know. And, and I shout out the holiday, holiday. He motherfucking put me in detour. Basically, it was you know when you 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 gotta show your paperwork. Yeah. You feel me? So, like, you know, if you ain't got no paperwork, then, like, you can't really... You ain't gonna have your city to back you, basically. Mm-hmm. You, you, and what I mean by that, you gotta show your paperwork and see if you a fucking rat or not. Basically, if you told on somebody, and niggas like, because so many people don't told on people in the feds, you know, the feds, they crafty, you feel me? So they don't got... They, they got a 98% conviction rate. Right. So, like, yeah. They, they they tell them, motherfuckers, like, you feel me? People be telling them, people, and people. you know, the, don't nobody want to be around no rat if you want to jail. Yeah. You feel me? Because people be doing it. So, like, they act, like, niggas ask for your paperwork. Mm-hmm. All type of stuff. Like, you know, if you want, if you going to chill with people, you're going to walk the um, track with your man, they want to see your paperwork. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and
1: it's, you know, um, this is the second time we hearing that story. And like I said, I'm um, I never had a personal experience, but you know, Ti had stated that you know, people kept calling Ti Rat, and he kind of said he said you know everybody know when you get to the feds, he said it's a paperwork party. So you got to show your paperwork. He yeah, like, sometimes hey, they be doing that, like, bro, if you you can't even sit in the fucking TV on
0: some real shit, to be on. like in a TV room in the feds, it's so political. New York got seats, um, Philly got seats. All oh, like, New York got their own TV. Philly, DC may got their own TV the spanish we got their own tv bro you can't sit in the TV room or have a seat in the tv room if you ain't show your paperwork
1: mm. yeah yeah man that's, yeah. that's that's you know it's okay and um yeah that's that's so i would say um you know just to mention on that you know you said showing your paperwork meeting holiday someone pulling you up on game and, and kind of really learning you know how to move in there you yeah. know I, holiday was for
0: holiday was from um the fuck that nigga was from. Um, he was from PA, though. But he was from, um, I think, Harrisburg. Okay, he was, he was Harrisburg. or Yeah, he was from Harrisburg. Okay,
1: gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, you know, after meeting Holiday and, you know, going through the paperwork process, figuring out the politics of prison, you know, after that year one, um, you know, one thing I want to touch on is, you know, the impact that this incarceration had on your family, and it takes me back to something you mentioned earlier about you know, growing up without a father making those decisions. And for those listening on the episode, um, we didn't cover it yet, but, you know, you have a daughter. So, you know, how was yeah. that impact, you know, not even just on her, but on you and really trying to, you know, be a father and guide her from behind those walls?
0: Man, it was messed up, bro. It's like, she she only seen me, I only seen my daughter like, like, like four times when I was in prison. Yeah. I didn't really see, I didn't, like, because like, I I was, you know, I was far. You know, I was far. Yeah. I was far. Oh, I, I, so I remember
1: like, that. That was drive that driving the snow, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all niggas had, yeah, they
0: had that driving the snow. Y'all, are, y'all are crazy. You're a friend. <laughs> but no, um, I just, um, it's I'm, honestly, I'm still kind of repairing my relationship with my daughter. Yeah. It's just like it was like hard because, like, it's it's crazy, man. The, and, and, how the feds work bro the feds they they it 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 make me emotional now almost because like how the feds work they t- they don't even be having proof damn it, all the way but they think they know you like they fucking raised you and they lock you up for basically only all how it works basically you just need two people to come to the grand jury to rat on you basically all you need is two people to say that you did something in the feds and you they're going to they go lock you up, pursue you. Wow. That's basically... So you could be a, a, a DA or FBI agent and you go to the grand jury and present a case. All you, all they need is two people to to corroborate a story about you and they're going to come get you. So like what I'm saying, I'm saying that to say that they fucking just... They ruin families... It fuck families up, man. Because like I'm, like I said, I'm still trying to repair my relationship with my daughter. My daughter, fourteen. Yeah, I got, four, I got a fourteen old girl. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she was a baby when I left, and like you know, when I used to see her in prison, she used to cry when I leave. Man, that shit hurt it. Yeah, and, and she's so like, you know, right now it's just like, it's different, you know. And I'm honestly, you know, I try to, you know, she opening it up now more. To open it up now more, talking to me, you know she, she is a girly girl. She like you know ride around and stuff like she girly like she. You know you met my yeah. daughter. You know how she yeah. is. So she you know she opening up now, and I, I and I appreciate every and I think thank you for everybody that you know supported me while I was away with my child. You know good shy, good good looking. You feel me? Shout out to shout, Boogie shout out to everybody. Yeah. And, you know you know that 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 looked out. You know you know. For Christmas when my you know I helped my daughter have a nice Christmas when I was there yeah. a couple of times from me, and I'm still trying to you know repair that 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 relationship with her yeah
1: yeah and and, and I mm-hmm. and I think yeah, and I think it's important because you know when we talk about uh you know many of the issues in the black community, you know one of those issues is always you know the father not being there, that could be the father not being there because of incarceration the dad not being there because he was killed, the dad not being there because of substance abuse or just their own personal choice. But we also see the impact of what that can do for someone when they don't have that father figure, or even if they don't have that mother, you know, just having that parent household and that role model and someone there to hold them accountable. So, um, yeah, man, you know, I think it's, um, it's a topic that I can, you know, I can only imagine that how it makes you feel of really trying to, you know, repair that relationship with them. I'm sure there may be some guilt that may be sitting there, um, you know, but at the end of the day it's nothing you can do but just move forward and try to really, you know, make a relationship between her best and be the best dad as you can. hmm Yeah. And um is it,
0: go ahead. Is, is it is, it's kind of rough with that situation, you know. That's my baby. I, I love my daughter. Yeah. Time. And
1: when when you mm-hmm. went in, how old was she?
0: Shit, yeah, I don't even remember. What's me like five? What? So wait, hold on. Yeah, she was like five, going six almost.
1: When you went yeah. in? Yeah. Okay. And how old is she now? Was she like 14? Yeah. Went five, right, six,
0: right. Seven, okay. eight, 11, 12. Yeah, yep. She just turned 14, January 8th.
1: Yeah, okay. And so <laughs> when you came home, she was, what was she, 11? Yeah, she had a period in there. Oh, hey, man. Fuck me up, bro. <laughs> I know man. you was going crazy, man.
0: Yeah, I found out she had. You know, I used to. I, a lot of people don't know this. I ain't had my phone. I ain't had no phone for. I ain't had no phone in prison for two years, okay. and I ain't had no visit. I ain't had no visits for um a year and a half.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember the phone calls, man. We was <laughs> we was on campus. Yeah. I would get a random number. I'm like, man, this got be Reese.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was calling for I was calling for my fucking cell phone. I had a cell phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, bro.
1: Well, I got caught with a cell
0: phone in prison or whatever. And, and, and uh, when I got caught with a cell phone, they took my phone privileges for um, what like damn near two years, and they took my visits for um fourteen months, mm-hmm. months whatever. And I just had my
1: email right. Right, right. And well, I just had my email. Um... And that's you know to to hear that 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 comment. You know, some of us, you know, I mean, not some of us, but in today's society where the phone is so important, you know, not having a phone to contact your daughter, contact your mom, and just be connected mm-hmm. to the outside. Um, I know
0: I had to stick to the I had to stick to the pen and the pad, bro. Yeah, and I'm about to
1: say, I know you read a lot when you were incarcerated. So talk about how you know reading, exercising, just other activities played a role in you getting through that bit.
0: Oh man! So listen, my first year, I was like just filling that shit out, you know, just trying to come up with a routine, you know, dealing with the old heads, old heads talking to me, you know, talking to them, and they just was trying to like school me, basically, you know, just you, 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 are around, you're around men, you feel me? So like, I actually they took damn to my whole twenties, so I grew up in there, so like, you, you. You're around men basically. So like, you know, just school, you your first year you just be trying to figure shit out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like you focus on the outside and all that extra bullshit. But the girl I had at the time, you know, was a make a long story short, she um a couple years later she you know, she wound up, you know, going doing her have her own own way or whatever, did her, you know, had a baby. Yeah. And, um, honestly, that prompted me to, like, really, like, go hard and work out, for real.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, like, it's always, like, a situation like that, right? But, like, it kind of prompted me to, like, stop sitting around, like, you know, like, man, get the fuck up, man. Go ahead and just do this bit, man. You ain't coming fuck home. Get a routine. Go and work out, bro. You ain't coming home on top six, Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> the right, i just go ahead, so... That took a lot of stress off me. I used to just run. I used to run, 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 run. And I got in, like, in a, in a lot of the, um in the feds, in the feds, a lot of the places, they don't have no um weights. So, like, I got into calisthenics. Yeah. I do push-up, pull-ups, and dips, man. I used to do 20 sets of that shit, like, 20 sets of pull-ups sets of 15. that means 15 reps, 15 to 20 reps yeah. on the bar. Yeah, I remember, bro. I doing, remember, man. Doing 20 sets of that shit. Like, I got down to that, but I had to work my way down. Like, lift, like, I had to run. Uh-huh. You know, I had, like, to do because, and I and I was talking to my bunkie. My bunkie was ripped the fuck up. I ain't gonna hold you. See, in the feds, it's crazy. In the feds, <clears throat> you don't have, like, um, like how the state niggas got creatine and all type of shit. That's why, if you see a, a state nigga that come home, they be big as shit, all bulky and all that, right? But if you see a nigga that come home from the feds, they be ripped the fuck up, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> because all that shit be natural. All we got is tuna, fish, and chicken. You feel <laughs> me? And, and, and working out. We ain't got no motherfucking. All that shit from the muscle. I know don't white, the guards probably be like, what these black motherfuckers be getting shit like that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we born. We got the genetics, bro. Like we we can get there. Uh-huh. Like a the lot of people, we could can get there. So like, um, from nothing, no supplements, no fucking help. It's all just body just, work. All, all body work, bro. To get you this shit from the ground up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was telling, I was saying, telling people, like, I mean, so like, I used to. My bunkie was, um, my bunkie was. He was fat as shit. That nigga was fat. Yeah. But when I seen him, that nigga, was that nigga ripped the fuck up. Big black motherfucker ripped the fuck up. Look like motherfucking Damon off a of Friday. I swear to God. Or everything. So <laughs> yo, he told me how he got how he got right. So what he did, he was saying, like, yo, he just broke his body down. What he did was he broke his body down and he said, break his body He my bunkie was—he the one that like basically told me. He say like break your body down and then you start from there. He ain't really tell me how to work out none of that shit. He just was like, you know, break your body down, start from there. Yeah. And it was one nigga, only one dude. <clears throat> and so I used to, so that's what I did. I used to hit the track. I used to run, just run, bro. I got addicted to running. And then I met this one old head. He was from New York. His name was Bay. Okay. Shout out to Bank, man. Like he good old head, man. Yeah, he male. He from New York. Good dude. Good dude, man. I met him. He was into like the push-up, pull-ups and dips. Like, you know, that's how that's all New York niggas do for real. <laughs> they into that calisthenic shit. And he put me on it. And honestly, like fuck, it, um, he got me into like the I fell in love. Honestly, I fell in love with jumping rope, okay? A lot of, a lot of people don't know it. I fell in love with jumping rope. I'm, like I ain't going to I ain't boasting or bragging or nothing, <laughs> but
1: I'm nasty with the rope. Uh, I I'm got real, one one, one of my bros TB, man. I don't know, he might could give you some goat bro.
0: Uh, he might could, but I I but I I, I I ain't going I I ain't I ain't, ain't standing but I'm nice with this rope, man. I'm real good with this jump, like man. i real, real good. Like I'm really good with this rope. Like put it behind the back, under the leg, all that. Like I be dancing to the music. Yeah. So he put me detour. Like he he really put me on a rope. So with the rope, do the rope, the rope. Like if it, 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 you, like I was telling, I was telling my boy, I was telling you the other day. Rope, you build muscle and you burn fat at the same time. Right. So like when I got into the rope, I had to learn. My first started jumping rope, my shin started hurting. But the rope was an outlet rope. And running was an outlet to get, you know, my 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 baby mom my 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 baby mom my my fucking uh ex, my ex yeah, Yeah. off my mind basically yeah, yeah and and I just fell in love with and I fell in love with working out and I fell in love with all that and the dude the old head from New York he used to do a lot of um push up pullers and dips so we used to go out there early in the morning six o'clock in the morning. Push up pull ups, and dips every day. I ain't touch no weights. I ain't fuck with weights. Yeah, yeah. I got my journey on the ground up. Just push up, pull up, and dips, and my body look good. Yeah. So people, people, need to just
1: do it like that. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people say that. You know, they say that's the best way to get in shape is really just doing that yeah. body weight.
0: You know, you know why I say that's the best way to get in shape. I feel like if you are gonna master working out, master your body weight first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you can master your body weight. If you can master your body weight, bro, and and knock out 20, 30 pull-ups on the pull-up bar or 50 push-ups your body weight, then you can you can fuck with iron. Yeah, man. You can fuck with weight.
1: It, it, it made me think about I will never forget this, bro. I was working out uh, back on uh, PG. I was at Gold's Gym, and I'm in there getting it in, you know what I mean? I'm in there getting my workout on. And uh, this dude came over to me, you know, and he, I could tell, I don't know I could tell, but I think he had to be, the, went to the feds before. He came over to me. He seen me lifting the weights. He seen me doing the leg thing. He said, Hey, young, mm-hmm. he said, let me tell you something. He said, All you need pull up, push up, sit ups, and jumping jack. He said, All that, <laughs> said, all that weight <laughs> stuff, 250. He said, I'm telling you, he said, Look at me. He said, That's all I do. He said, I come in here, I don't use no weights. He said, I'm just using my body. I will never forget that hey. conversation. Hey, I was
0: just at the gym the other day. You want to hear some crazy? I was at the gym the other day, bro. Everybody all in the, all, all in, you know how you got, you got some parts in the gym where you got the, the cables and you got the, um, you got the heads all with the, the free weights and all.
1: Yeah.
0: I was at the gym the other day, man. Everybody was doing all that shit. You know where I was at? Right on that pull-up bar where nobody was at. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody don't nobody be on that pull-up bar, bruh. Don't nobody be messing with that pull-up yeah, bar. Yeah, man. Hey
1: trust me, rappers in the pull-up bar today. Like I tell somebody uh, all <laughs> the time, I'm like, look, I don't care. And you know, I've been working every day. I've been in the two days, but at the end of the day, that pull-up bar, no joke, bro. I'm talking about yeah, yesterday man. I was in a boxing gym. I'm doing pull-ups in between. I woke up this morning hurt. Like, cause the dips, you could get a handle of the dips, but I'm not even that 20 pull-ups, pull-up straight. I probably do 13. I'm still trying to get to 20.
0: And, hey man, I hope you're extending them arms, man. It's a certain way I do my pull. Like, like you man, go all, you know, all the way
1: down, right? Yeah,
0: all the way down. No eyes and nose over the bar. Okay, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Cause some people be cheating. Sometimes sometimes they're people, some over people the bar. be cheating. <laughs> yeah, some, a lot of people cheat, man. They be short changing. that's what I tell them when I when I when I was, you know, training and everything. When I train sometimes with my clients, when I train them, I tell them, man, when I, I always put my um my like I tell them, I say, yo. When you're doing your pull-ups, man, you're going to do your pull-ups right with me. I don't like when people shortchange me when they do the pull-ups, man. You're going to do your pull-ups all get extended, extend them arms, come all the way up, man. I want you to feel it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, bro. And, um, you know, just hearing you, like, talking about, um, you know, the fitness journey in prison, what it did for you mentally to get stuff on your mind. Uh, for those of you listening, this also led to reach, you know, starting a business and what he's doing now in Philly and that's training people and helping them reach their fitness goals. So tell the people a little bit about, you know, that, that path, as far as, you know, getting into the fitness lane, coming home in your hometown, working people out, doing virtual sessions with myself and others. Like let's hear about that. All
0: right. Well, um, I came home, I came home. It was crazy. I never knew fitness was going like, you know, I didn't know fitness would take off like, like this out because before I went to jail, fitness wasn't all like that. But I used to, like, didn't dabble and, <clears throat> and working out a little bit. But fitness, um, when I came home, you know, I just, would, I'm, like I said, like, you know, I'm a hustler, basic, basically. So, like, I'm going to make something I know. It I, I came home, basically, with none. So I was just like, no, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a start a business. All it takes is to take $200, you know, Get an EIN number, when it, you know, and start your own business. Go down, go to a city hall, basically. Yeah. You know, I learned all of that in prison. Man, I, all right. For instance, I'm a, let's back up real fast. I I read more books in prison than I read in jail. I mean, that I met, a read in college. I met.
1: Wow. Crazy. Wow. I read
0: more books in prison. Than I read in college.
1: Even even more than um, uh, you had uh, you had Doctor Drew, right? Dr. Drew. Yeah, yeah, you remember Dr. Drew? No, I ain't had Dr. Drew. I ain't had Dr. Drew. Oh, no, Reed. no, no, no. You had Boykin. You had Boykin.
0: Boykin. I had Boykin. I switched to Boykin because I had that one lady because she was, all she wanted to do was have people read. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Rest in peace to Dr. Drew, too. That's a professional definitely yeah. I thought you took Dr. Drew, but wow, so you said you read more, more books in prison than on co- in college.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I read more books in prison than without when in college or whatever. Yeah, I, I, but um you know I was reading how to you know you read, we read how to start a business and how like you know where the market is going you know I I, fought, I I i paid attention to um politics and like you know different things and a lot of different things on how the market is you know where is it going and how like how easy it is to to open up a business right now basically and I when with the administration and all that I Whatever. I don't wanna get into politics like that because that's a whole different type of story. Yeah. Different, you know for me, but make a long so short. But when I came home, I um I started a business. I started, you know, top the you know, the business, top health fitness. Yeah. And um I just was training people, man. I had an extensive clientele, basically. My training style was different. It was more so basically, you know, getting your getting your I I mixed a lot of uh, I mixed a lot of hit, like high intensity interval training, with you know, with you know, with calisthenics and weight training as well. But I use a lot of, like, you know, I use what makes it different. I use I, I I mix weights with a lot of people with body weight. Mm-hmm. That's what makes makes my style a little different, right? And um, I really studied like the body basically in, in in there. So like I I used to like quiz myself on like different parts of different parts of muscles in your body and like different bones you know i was just i'm with with, i transitioned from college to prison so i still had that mindset on you know to study and like you know that you know get my and read basically yeah you know sharpen the mind i didn't really watch tv i watched tv but i didn't watch tv like that because like you know that tv shit man like people be I see how in prison I just my mind was different, you know, and I, you know, I was just different, and I see how how people are like, you know, they be glued to the TVs, watching TV shows and all the time and shit, whereas though, and they not sharpening their brain, and then I read something. Honestly, I read something where it said that like. Those TV, the TVs in prison, it turned people's brains into mush all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, pick up a book. Whatever, what I, whatever you need to know, I tell people this, whatever you need to know, whatever you want to know about anything, about anything, like, like, deep down or anything, all you got to do is pick up a book.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, they always say, you know, growing up, they would say you want to hide something from a black person, put it in the book.
0: Yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah. That's interesting,
1: And you know, it's a lot like even me, I've, I've gotten better at reading, like, you know, just recently. I've, I would say, like, you know, over the last two, three years, I've been like, you know, let me read some stuff some more, like just getting into stuff, Cause especially now with everything is technology. You can go to YouTube and watch it. You got the audio book, but you know, the audio book is is different from actually reading. Like, you kind of taking it in in a different way. It's like somebody talking to you, but when you're reading a book, you're able to kind of visualize it and you, you know, kind of put it into your own words and your own mind.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
1: yeah, for sure, man. But um, yeah, bro, so it's like, you know, talking about the prison term and getting to prison and, you know, what you just kind of covered between fitness and reading and staying away from the TV, you know, what it sounds like is ultimately that, you know, you better yourself while you were in prison, you know, more than when you were out free. So I also yes. wanted to know, you know, attending college prior to incarceration um, and things like that, but do you think you were properly prepared to kind of re-enter society once you got out of prison? Even you know after doing all the working out, the reading, and just having the positive energy, though, do you still think mentally you were prepared for that return? Honestly, yeah, and
0: no. Mm-hmm. As far as like you know, trying to go get to a bag and you know and get some money, yeah. But as far as like mentally, like you know, you you had your days. You had your days where you just be like, man you get depressed sometimes you get not depressed but like you get like down yeah whereas though like you you had those days man yeah but yeah i I tell you this one thing though your worst day on the street is is better than your best day in prison
1: yeah 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 man and it's and it's and that's a that's a statement you know to um I think about, you know, if I'm talking to you or even some of my other friends that's incarcerated, you know, man, I was telling us about you know, you be trying to give them those words of, you know, uh, words of encouragement but you know, like, man, I know they probably going through it and it's like, you know, you're thinking like, oh, well, you know, some people say this like man, you ain't missing nothing out here, man. Like, nah, you're missing a whole lot.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, ain't. You really don't, though. You really don't be missing shit, cause these niggas still be doing the
1: same well, shit. Well, in that aspect, yeah. But like, just that taste of freedom, like, like you said, you'll rather probably be out here, you know, and going through thirty things compared to being behind those walls and maybe going through one or two problems. Yeah, 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 nah, for sure, bro. Yeah, man. So that's um, you know, man. Like after hearing all these different, you know, things about this prison um, sentence, you know, the impact it had on the family, the impact that it had on you. Um, now that you are, you know, how many, uh, correct me, how many years you've been out of prison right now? Uh, It just hit, it just hit two. It just hit two? December, December 28th made it two. Right, right, okay. So yeah, you know, two years out, bro. Um, You know, still out here making things shake, Um, working out, doing all these mm-hmm. different type of things, man. Just, I would say, you know, before we wrap this up, bro, if you had something to say to the brothers that are incarcerated right now, that may be coming home next week, next month, next year, even a few years from now, just what advice would you give them to make sure they successfully transition from prison back into society?
0: Honestly, what I would say, I, I'm just gonna just give them keep it real. Yeah, simple, yeah, keep man. keep it real. Honestly, for real, for real, it's it's so like it, 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 yo, this what people need to understand. People need to understand this. People need to understand this. Yo, people that's in prison, yo, you got more time on your hands to than the, the average person that's on the street. You so when I say that, you mean you got more time on your hands than the average person on the street, that means you need to utilize that time. Utilize that time whereas though when you come home and you and, and when I say like it's so many intricate things is if you pick up a book and you just read deep down that it that society right now doesn't tell you that the government doesn't tell you and what i'm saying is to say that yo it's easiest shit to get money out here other than hustling
1: basically yeah yeah like you like i think you said earlier you know you just gotta research and read the book and figure out what's what so um yeah man i i appreciate
0: it's easy it's easy out here man Mm -hmm. it's easy ways you know you know the governments offer money, different type of things. Whereas though grants, whereas you can make some money from different people. Whereas you can make money with real estate. You can make money with you know, um, trading, um, doing currency trading. It's, it's, it's different ways to make money. There's so many different ways. out
1: Yeah, for sure,
0: man. And a good thing about the feds whereas though you meet people, man, I can go honestly. I can go in any state, damn near, and, and I can go out of all fit all these states. I probably can go in like at least 30 of them and be good in every state. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you meet niggas in the feds, because they all from everywhere.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm and I'm glad you kind of pointed on that because you know the, the purpose of this platform and what I'm using it for is really just um, you know, introducing people to my network personal and professional. And one thing that I always tell people is that, you know, having a solid network sometimes will take you further than, you know, having a whole bunch of money and all those different type of things. So to hear you say that from yeah. a place where people think prison is just bad, bad, bad. But you saying like, nah, you know, since I came home, I have some good guys that I met in there that, you know, I'm plugged in hey. with and I can, you know, be, you know.
0: You know what I used to say? You know what I used to say? Honestly, I'm going to keep it real with motherfuckers, man. Yeah. Me, me being, me being who I am, mm-hmm. I ain't look at prison as like jail. I look at that shit as Yale. Yeah. College. <laughs> That's Yale. Prison ain't, this ain't jail, this yell. Yale. Yeah. I was I was in that motherfucker learning,
1: man. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Put, Putting your brain, put you you can't let your brain go to
1: waste, man. So, you know, I was in that dream learning everything I can. Yeah, man, for sure, bro. Well, you know, this has been the first episode. Welcome home. Um, thank you for joining, bro. Thank you for being honest, keeping it a hundred with us, and telling us, you know, everything about this experience that unfortunately too many black men in this country, you know, have to go through and that's prison. But I'm glad that you're home, brother. I'm glad that you're healthy. I'm glad that you rebuilding a relationship with your daughter. And um, I'm just happy, bro, to really, you know, hear your voice, man, and see that you're in good spirits. You know, we locked in for life. And, uh, Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, that's 100%. We are good for, for life, life, man. man. He, I'm going I'm to get up. You whispering, the... motherfucker, and Shot Boogie, y'all, <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Shot Boogie and Boogie and the yeah, whole <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Shot Boogie for getting kicked out the visit. Right, right. Can't even see me when I was out there. <laughs> yeah, man, he he
1: got us kicked out. We didn't even get to. We didn't even get to see you. We just saw you for like two <laughs> seconds because he tried to take a
0: picture. And the it, kick got kicked out. Only man. Shannon,
1: man. Shout out to Sha, man. But um, yeah, bro. So uh, you know, we gonna we gonna stay locked in, man. Next time I'm up Philly, bro, we gonna tap in. I'm on a 75 day challenge, but when I get there, we are gonna go get a nice cheesesteak, man, and make it do what it do, bro.
0: Yeah, but we're gonna hit that pull up bar. I hope you're ready.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. the last time I came, I you know, last time I came to DC, man,
0: yeah, yeah. we I, running around
1: Kennerworth to workout, out, man. I, it's funny, I, <laughs> I still got them videos in my phone. I'm like, bro, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember, you had to stretch me out and all that, man. I was hurt after that workout. Hey,
0: yeah, he was hurting after that workout, <laughs> man. I got you, do, man. But we're go, we gonna get it in, man. 75 days, bro. We're gonna
1: get that joint. Already, bro. Love you, man. I love you more. Keep making them connections, doing your thing, bro. For real, for real. Like, you really be taking advantage of every opportunity, bro. You leading the way and sending past the these young niggas coming up. Let them know you don't gotta be a product of your environment. If we really make your environment a product of you, so keep grind, bro. Thank you for tuning into Dreams by Any Means Motivation Station. Where hustle plus faith equals success.